Hello, my friends. Welcome to today's podcast episode. The day I'm recording this is May 19th, and the day that you are listening to this is May 21st. And this is a really, really emotional and reflective time for me. It's a time where I really sit back, count my blessings. Um, I'll share more about that here in a second, but I wanted to put this episode out here to you in the month of May because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And somebody who has struggled with mental health, like mental health myself, both anxiety and depression at different points in, our, in my life, I want to just share with you that like you're not alone and you shouldn't be ashamed of when you do feel the way that you do and don't hesitate to reach out for help and I hope that my story and maybe some things that I share with you just help you get to know me and also just share my story and experience and and, you know maybe Maybe you'll just take this as a step to move forward into working with someone to support you. So when I was a teenager, I remember that was the first time, you know, I was really just struggling with a a lot of depression. Like there were days where I would make up excuses and reasons to not going to school. And there was a situation and circumstance like in hindsight that caused all of that. Like there was definitely a very deep-rooted, personal, uncomfortable situation that was at my school and that caused me to not want to go to school. It was a secret that I had been keeping and that secret was a lot for me at the ages of like 15 to 18 to hold. And I spent a lot of days where I didn't want to go to school. I didn't really connect with friends on a deep, deep level. Like I, I feel like I had a lot of friends, but I just kind of isolated myself from really deeply, like from deep friendships. And then I remember my mom and just being emotional with my parents and my loved ones. And that was the first time, you know, my mom brought me to the doctor to consult getting on medication for depression. And that experience was so wonderful. I also had the support of a counselor in high school. And so I really do appreciate that my mom took that step first in advocating for me to go to a counselor. And I don't know if the counselor suggested maybe going to get medication, but she brought me to a physical where we had talked about medication and it did it. It helped me a lot. It helped me a lot to get through, um, some of the, the mental things. And once I did start medication, I saw, positive moods and and when I got out of those negative moods and emotions I could process the situation a lot better that was causing the depression and anxiety and it actually um, probably was one of the steps in bravery for me to break free of that situation I'm not going to go into depths of that situation but it was just um, a lot for a 15 to 18 year old to carry as a secret And then, you know, in my 20s, that was when I start like went off to college and I was on my own and I really loved that time. Like I had always wanted to grow up and be an adult and I 
loved every aspect of that. I loved being responsible for my own things and having a job and paying for stuff. And then I started my business at the age of 21. And when I started my business, I was really focused on fitness and nutrition and positivity with personal growth and development. And that supported me for a really long time. And circumstance wise, like things were going really, really great. Like my business was exploding. And when I say exploding, I mean like it was six years in the making, like six years of hard work, but I was seeing growth and um, it was just so exciting. I was achieving things. My team was achieving things. And like all of that just compounded into some really smooth, positive times in my life. And then that um, another situation arose where I my husband and I met, we lived together, we bought our home, we got engaged, we got married, and life was just like peachy keen, thriving business, making insane amounts of money, like insert legal description there, but just like life was so freaking good. There was really no challenges or troubles, and it was just my husband and I And then excitingly enough, we got pregnant. I got pregnant with my first son, um, like six months after we got married, something like that. And the pregnancy in the beginning was very typical first trimester, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I was diagnosed with incompetent cervix at 21 weeks. I went to a 21 week appointment. They checked my cervix and I was already starting to dilate and the water bag was visible. They could see his water bag showing. And then I was told by my doctor to go to, to drive to um, a hospital four hours away to meet with a specialist that would perform a procedure, which I didn't know any of the terminology of all of this at the time. And that procedure would either hold, help hold my cervix shut, or it could potentially burst my water and then cause a preterm delivery. And I remember my husband wasn't with me at that at that appointment. He was out of town helping a family member. My mom came with me because I was like, yeah, mom, come with me. Like, you'll get to see the baby on the ultrasound. And I should have known, like, right with the ultrasound tech, something was off and wrong because it was like, okay, go upstairs right away to meet with your doctor. And I went upstairs and I remember being like, oh my gosh, now I have to drive. I think it was like two hours two and a half hours to where I was going to meet my husband at the halfway point. And I left the appointment, got in my car, sobbed my eyes out, like sobbed and was frantic and so scared and so frustrated on the drive down. I called a couple of my best friends sobbing. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm choking up. But talking about these things, and this is going to get to the point, like talking about these experiences are therapeutic because I do believe validating what we go through and what we overcome um, circumstance wise can feel empowering right and so I drove down there and then we I had the surgery and procedure and everything did go well like thank you Jesus thank you God we had so many people praying for us and I still to this day am eternally grateful for the thousands of people that prayed for us during this time and um I was on bed rest from weeks 21 to like 32 and then I kind of went on to moderate 
bed rest or moderate mobility, still like pelvic, pelvic rest, whatever. But it was just a really scary time. And I share this story all as a point of reference to there, like that in and of itself was so traumatic. And I didn't acknowledge it as such a trying time because he made it. We made it. We beat incompetent cervix. The cerclage worked. Like we had the happy ending. And so I thought like, since I have this happy ending, I shouldn't be traumatized by what I went through because I know that our case of catching incompetent cervix on the first pregnancy is freaking miraculous. Like I, I know that because for like three and a half years of my life, I was in that incompetent cervix group, um, praying for cerclages for others and seeing how stories worked out for various different women. And I, I was like, okay, well, you had a happy ending. You shouldn't be hung up on this. And then once Bryce was born, he, it was a huge challenge of transitioning to parenthood. Like my life and flexibility completely changed. Bryce was also extremely colicky, had silent reflux, and I waited too long to get medication for him, and I waited too long to get medication for me. And that's kind of the point that I'm rounding about this too is I thought I could battle and work on these things on my own, like by getting into my workouts. I remember getting into my six-week appointment And I bet the doctor could tell something was just really off with me because I was like, well, now that I can start exercising and doing the things that I love to do, I'm going to start feeling better. And I did, um, I believed that. And when I, like I was doing the right things, I was eating healthy-ish. I was trying to take time for self-care. Like we were building our house at the time. So my husband and I would go on like build, build dates and go pick out different things for the house. And that was like, should have been so much fun and enjoyable. And I was starting to work out again. And, but still I was just so anxious. So with high school, I think I was dealing more with depression and postpartum. It was definitely anxiety. Like I just had anxious nerves firing all of the time, no matter what I could. There were times I was driving and I would think, oh my gosh, I forgot Bryce at home. Like there were times where I thought thoughts that were just crazy, absolutely crazy and just worrisome and visualizations of things that were very in-depth and detailed and disturbing, but I thought I could battle it on my own and I waited too long to get myself on medication and to get help. I remember I actually made an appointment with a counselor and I called and I was like, made an appointment for counseling. And I was like, I need to bring my baby with me because he cries all of the time. I can't leave him. Like I, I, can I, can I bring him to the appointment? And the counselor was like, if you have to, yes, you can bring him, but we should have um, the opportunity for it to be a time for just you and I. And I now with a clear head, know and respect that. And I'm like, yeah, I could have totally made that work. It's fine. It's fine. He would have been fine. But back then my head could not leave him. Like I was like, okay, well I made the appointment and then I didn't show up. I legit like just 
ghosted this counselor. I remember getting phone calls from the office, didn't answer them. I probably got emails, but avoided them. And I was just like, nope, I cannot leave him. How am I expecting? How can anyone expect me to leave him for that amount of time? It's like an hour. It's just crazy to me. And I waited way too long. And it wasn't until, um, you know, one of, one of my good friends, we were on a business trip together and I was explaining the situation. She's like, you have a lot that you're carrying. And I was like, what? And then I was working with a mentor last summer. So summer of 2020. And she also has a background in therapy. That's one of the reasons why I hired her. And I was telling her about all that we had been through and experienced. And she was like, so you're really working through some PTSD. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I did not ever think that was a term for my situation. And you guys have heard kind of my story on work since I've invested in one-on-one mentors, how it's completely changed my life, my mindset, and my motherhood. I used to just feel like the world's worst mom, and I was always doing things wrong and everything. And um, now I'm just in a much stronger place, but I still acknowledge like how that moment and that situation obviously where I am laying in a hospital bed fearful of losing my firstborn baby and how not being in check with the experience the thoughts the moods the emotions and feeling like I need to fix it all on my own over long term did not serve me. You know, after I did eventually get on medication after I had Bryce, first they tried a depression med and that didn't that wasn't helping and then we tried a anxiety med and that what that did help. It helped so much and it helped me and supported me through a time where um I needed it and I'm not on any sort of medication now, but like I now hope that the experiences I've been through, if I do need it again, I wouldn't hesitate for it because yeah, sometimes leveling out, using that medication to level out for a little bit and kind of regather yourself. Because when I was in those frantic phases of anxiety and the thoughts that were swirling in my head, like I could not get a hold of them. I couldn't. And I know there are people who bash medication and just thinking of it as like, oh, these doctors are handing out these pills. Well, that's BS because there are a lot of us, a lot, imagine you guys are podcast people, a lot of you where you've, you know, tried working through this on your own so freaking hard. And yeah, sometimes that support from a pill is okay for support. I'm not on it now. I, I mean, I, but I have no shame for if I felt I needed to be on something, I would you know? So I just want to share my story with you today to just bring awareness to mental health and that it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how well things are going. It doesn't like, it doesn't just pick its victims, right? Like we can all go through it. And sometimes a circumstance may trigger 
may trigger it. Like I never really experienced anxiety until becoming a mom. And I still believe I am reframing a lot. Like my brain operates totally different. I've been listening to one of my friend's podcasts. Um, If you put parenting or motherhood, ADHD in the search on, I'm so sorry. I don't know her exact podcast. I'm brain farting right now, but uh, motherhood and ADHD or something like that. The more I'm learning about ADHD, I'm like, I think I I developed ADHD after having kids because pre-kids, I used to be like laser focused and now I'm scattered. Now, sometimes I start five different things while trying to get one thing done and it's crazy. So I do think like motherhood changed my brain. Anybody else feel that way? Like if you relate to that, please message me on Instagram or put it in the free Facebook community because I want to know, like my brain is legit different (laughs) since becoming a mom. And I'm still working through some of these anxieties and thoughts and feelings and, and everything like that. But I just wanted to share my story with you. I Gosh, I just am so obviously so grateful that I was able to beat incompetent cervix twice and I you know maybe some of you followed me during that time but if you if you did and you prayed for us during that time like I still thank you and still appreciate it so so much cuz I know it made a powerful impact it really performed a miracle actually like when I made that post about it um one of my girlfriends had messaged me and said that her sister was in a, I think it was like a theater school group of Christians and I was added to their prayer list and I was just so moved by that. I'm still so moved by that. Um, So May is just a really reflective month for us. And even today when I was like, oh, it's May 19th, you know, five years ago, I was laying in a hospital bed asking God like, please save my son. I will, you can take everything else away. Just save my son. And I'm so grateful that that prayer was answered. And now I'm like, okay, now all I want to do is go pick up Bryce and like hug him. And we're going to have a little special treat tonight. Um, it's a, I actually haven't shared that story with him yet because I just didn't know like how he'd understand the context of it but I think you know he's almost five so we're gonna start telling him about what we went through and and everything and and I do believe like I did talk to a handful of professionals that had said when a mom goes through extreme stress and extreme trauma during pregnancy like oftentimes the babies do come out with very various like sensory sensory things or colic or or whatnot and that's probably not always the case and I don't know if it's like proven at all but I remember talking to a um occupational therapist assistant and she was talking to me and she was just and we were talking about Bryce's sensory stuff when he was like ages like one to two to three is really when he was struggling with some of that stuff and she had asked me like how was your pregnancy with him and I was like well and then insert all of which I just told you and she said that she's she had noticed that 
extreme stress, trauma during pregnancies. Um, but we've worked, we've worked past a lot of that now. A lot of his sensory stuff now is really not even much of a concern anymore. I mean, he's an active boy, so I know we've got to keep him active. We got to keep him doing heavy work, but I mean, me too. (laughs) If I don't strength train, if I don't work out, I'm kind of a cranky on edge moody type of person. So yeah, all of that. Now I'm starting to rant. I just wanted to share my story a little bit. And if you do feel like you are struggling and you have been trying to do things all on your own, take one step and just know it's okay to not not go through this battle by yourself. Whether you feel the right step is counseling or a mentor or medication, no shame. And I support and love you for making the best decision for you. Just don't suffer in silence for so long like I did. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time.